Today on Locked on Blue Jackets, our season review is back as we are looking at the one, the only, our captain, Boone Jenner. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, coming to you from a very shiny new laptop with a camera that doesn't uh, look like it's made out of potatoes. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day. If you're not over on YouTube, then I highly recommend you do so so you can go see the crisp quality of my webcam now. But... uh, yeah, this is Locked on Blue Jackets. We are uh, kind of doing a mix of content right now, but today we're going to be back on our season review series. We're going to be looking at Boone Jenner, who uh, honestly, the most overwhelming uh, Twitter poll results so far, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, let's start off with, with talking about Boone Jenner himself. Uh, Boone Jenner is a former second round pick. He is a first year captain. Uh, he took over from Nick Foligno, who was traded last season. Um, at the trade deadline, there was talk that Nick Foligno was maybe going to come back. Uh, he didn't end up doing so. And honestly, Boone Jenner felt like the obvious choice. Uh, he was actually the guy that they had kind of like pegged to be the captain back in 2014 or 15 when, uh, when the All-Star game happened. And then they realized, oh, Nick Foligno is actually, well, he had a 70-point season, which helps. Got named one of the All-Star captains when the All-Star game was in Columbus. And I think the team... And the organization and the city kind of realized, oh wow, this guy is this guy's a really great leader. Um, maybe he can maybe he could be a really great captain. I think Nick Felino struggled with the captaincy, especially towards the beginning of it. I think he got used to it a little bit more as the seasons went on, but I do wonder how much of his game was impacted by the pressure of being captain. Um, and I wondered if this was something that was going to happen to Boone Jenner as well. Boone Jenner, also in that year, uh, I believe that was the same year he had his 30-goal uh, season. Uh, no, it was the year just after, I think. Uh, he had uh, 30 goals in the 2015-2016 season. And since then, uh, has not really kind of put together the kind of points that you would want from a guy that has a 30-goal season under his belt. Um, and so, you know, I think some people approach being captains different ways. And this is something that we've talked about on the podcast before in, term, in terms of, like, who who makes a good captain? How do you define a good captain? Um, are some people better prepared to be captains or not? You know? Um, and I think that's something that is uh, important to look at, especially, I think, in terms of... Um, in terms of Boone Jenner, because this season, Boone Jenner, I thought, was really, really great. Uh, he had 23 goals, 21 point, 21 assists, 44 points in 23. That's all a lie. He had 23 goals, 21 assists, 44 points in 59 games this season before he was um, forced on IR with a back injury. Uh, this is, I believe, something that is just a part of his his life now which does kind of suck a little bit but he has missed time before due to back injuries he had a stress fracture in his back um a couple of seasons ago uh where he only played 31 games back in 2014-15 um 
since then, he's been kind of pretty healthy-ish. 82, 82, 75, 77, 70, uh, which was the 2020 season that got cut short. He played 41 games last season, which I don't remember exactly how many games the Blue Jackets played. I think it was like 56. So he played most of those. And then obviously this year, he only played 59. So like he's been pretty healthy, but that back issue, that back injury does worry me a little bit. Um, so we will... Uh, We'll have to kind of monitor that because I think one of the things about Boone Jenner that makes him so hard to play against is the style of play. You know, he is not the best player out there. He's not the fastest guy out there. He's not the best skater. He's not, not got the best shot. He does kind of play like he's a runaway train, though. Um, and I think that's something that this Blue Jackets team needs. I think it's something that they struggled with when he was out on IR. I think the team struggled. Um, not necessarily because I think they were missing his offensive output even though it was very good this season but because he is the kind of captain that leads by example i think you know and he is i hate using the the puts his body on the line metaphor because i think it's a dumb hockey cliche but boone jenner is out there blocking shots he is always out there in the front of the net you know on the power play that's where he got a lot of his goals from this season was uh just Patrick Line shots were bouncing off him um, and into the net. So he got, I think, like 10, his first 10 goals that way or something something silly like that. Um, but he is always the one that's willing to go into the corners and get the puck back. If he loses the puck, he goes and gets it back, you know? And I think it's, it's not that he never loses it because he does, but he is willing to go out there and skate hard and make up for his mistakes. And I think he's the kind of player... And I want to I clarify as well, all of this is not me saying that Nick Foligno didn't do any of these things, because I think Nick Foligno did all of these things. He just, his offensive game suffered as a result, whereas Bungena seems to have managed to kind of figure out a way to to put it all together. Um, and he feels like a guy that was just meant to be captain. Um, we're going to look a little bit more about Bungena's game in just a second, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Because if you had put money on Boone Jenner being named captain this season, you probably would have made a little bit of money, and you could have done that at betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, all of the fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Two things like, who is the next head coach in Philadelphia going to be? Because apparently the odds-on favorite is John Tortorella, and that's very funny. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. You can head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Because bet online is where the game starts. We have an important favor to ask you. Uh, here at Locked On Podcast Network, we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On Podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long, and everyone that completes a survey will qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 gift cards from Ticketmaster. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. So let's talk... Boone Jenner, aside from the captaincy, um, clearly I think his points speak for himself. Uh, five points off a career high, um, which is not maybe not super impressive considering his career high is 49 points, but five points off a career high and he did it in only 59 games. So I think that deserves some credit. 
Um, he's 16 points away from 300, which again is is a pretty good. Like I don't know how many players hit the 300, the 500 mark in in the NHL, but I would bet it's less than people think. Um, something else that I wanted to kind of point out as well is uh, his faceoff percentage. He's one of the only players that is consistently above 50% on this team. And with the loss of uh, Brandon Dubinsky, who was like the go-to face-off guy, Bujena has become that go-to face-off guy this season. He was the guy who was taking the face-offs in overtime. He was taking the late-game face-offs in the defensive zone and then basically just like hauling ass to the bench to get a different player on. You know, he was the guy that Brad Larson went to when he knew he needed a face-off winning. Um, and then he would swap with Cole Sillinger or Jack Rosovic or whoever. Um, and obviously, at the end of the, like at the again at the end of the season, they didn't have him available, and they had to kind of make do. But he had a fifty three point five nine uh, face off percentage this season. His, that's his career average is fifty three point nine. Uh, the leader in face offs this season was Patrice Bergeron, who just won the Selkie. So. Um, He had a uh... so Patrice Bergeron won the Selkie, well deserved, with a sixty nine, sixty one point nine percentage, uh, and then the only player. On this list ahead of him is Ryan O'Reilly with 56.8. And then you get to Leon Dreisaitl with 53.4. I think this is um, uh, maximum games to be played because he is not on this list. But still, to have on a team that was pretty bad at face-offs... I think it's, it's... and it speaks for itself that he's one of the only players above uh, above fifty percent, uh, especially considering the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, had a forty eight point five face off percentage face off win percentage overall, which is good for oh, about twentieth in the league, which is not the worst, um, but is still not. Great. So the fact that he was probably bringing that average up a significant amount, I think, is super impressive all on its own. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about his Twitter poll number, um, what what grade people gave him, and we're also going to talk about what he needs to do next season to either continue the play that he's doing or even maybe kick it up a notch. Uh, so that's coming up next on Locked On Blue Jackets. So, yeah, like I said at the at the kind of top of the episode, uh, this was the most one-sided Twitter poll that I've run so far, which is very funny. Um, 79% of people gave him an A for the season. Uh, 16% of people gave him a B. 4% gave him a D. Uh, and no one gave him a C, which I think is weird that there's no Cs out there, but someone clearly gave him a D, and I don't know who that was. Uh, but if it's, if it's a listener, then uh, please let me know, because I would like to know your reasoning. Um... Honestly, I wouldn't have given him an A, necessarily. I think I would have given him a B. However, as I've kind of previously talked about on this show, the way I've been doing these is kind of grading them in a vacuum. So Cole Sillinger got an A for his work. Um, Players like uh, Justin Danforth got a B, despite, you know, maybe not having 
a B standard season across the league or even across the team. I think for his work personally, he gets a B. And so I'm kind of, I think, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's do that. Let's grade within a vacuum. Boone Jenner stepped it up this season. He took on the captaincy and he did it well. Uh, and something else that I think is interesting to note is, and this is not necessarily a Boo Jenner thing specifically, I don't think, or a captaincy thing specifically, so many guys this offseason uh, during the exit interviews or even in, in like pieces after the fact have talked about how great the room was this season. And I don't think that's down to, I don't think the room was bad with Nick Foligno. Like I don't think the, the locker room being bad last year was because of Nick Foligno. But I think a lot of guys love Boone Jenner. A lot of guys respect Boone Jenner. Um, and I think he has a part to play in all of these guys being like, wow, this is the maybe the most fun I've ever had in a locker room ever, you know? And so I think he needs to be credited for that. So not only is on-ice play, but his off-ice play, uh, again, the captaincy, he was just, I don't know, he feels like a guy that was meant to be a captain. Um, he, this, the letter just looks right on his jersey. He carries it well. Um, and I think, you know, that can't be understated. I think there's a lot of basis put on captaincies in the NHL these days where your captain has to be your best player. And I don't think that's true. I think your captain has to be your best leader. And sometimes those are the same thing. Um, and sometimes they're not, because otherwise the world would be full of, you know, Patrick Lainey's as captains. And I love Patrick Lainey. He's a fantastic player. I don't think he's captain material, you know, like no shade to Patrick Line, but he's not, you know, I think Sidney Crosby is a really good example of the best leader and also the best player. Um, I think Alex Ovechkin is another really good example. Um, but then I think you look at teams like, um, like the Calgary Flames for the longest time, Mark Giordano was their captain and was he the best player? Definitely not. But I think he was the right choice to be captain. Um, you know, for a long time, Dustin Brown was the captain of the LA Kings. I think he was a good captain. Uh, obviously, Andre Kopitar is also a really good captain. But, you know, I think it's people get lost in the Conor McDavid's and the Austin Matthews of it all. Um, although Austin Matthews isn't even the captain of the Maple Leafs, is he? It's John Tavares. I take all of that back. Uh, but my point about Conor McDavid still stands. I don't necessarily know that he's the best leader. He's the best player. But people get trapped in being like, oh, I can't believe that the Blue Jackets have this guy with 200 career points as their captain. Like, shut up. It's not about how many points you score. It's about leadership. Um, and I think that's going to be his key to success as we kind of move into next season. So hopefully he, you know, gets healthy for the start of the season, manages to stay healthy. I think he's going to come out of the gate the same way he came out this season. Um, he was leading the team in points and goals for a long little while there before Patrick Lyon kind of took over and exploded. Um, and obviously he missed part of the season, but he was on pace for, again, over 30 goals. I want to see that from him again this season. And I think he can do it, honestly. Um, I think he's probably going to be the number one center this season, depending on how you look at look at those lines. Um, Blue Jackets kind of a weird center situation at the minute. I personally would like to see Boone move back. So I would like to see him play wing, but take face-offs. Um, because I think he's one of the only guys that can win face-offs on this team. And he's a natural winger i don't think he's a center um and i think i would like to see him on the wing um the problem is we have too many wings and not sent none of center so i think he's probably going to start in the top one or two center spot and probably stick there for a little while uh Kossinger is going to compete for one of those spots jack rostovic should be competing for one of those spots considering the new contract he's just signed so we'll see kind of how all of that plays out um 
But yeah, I... Boone Jenner is just such a versatile player. He's a he's a Swiss Army Knife player, I think. Um, you know, when I was talking to Tony Ferrari about this the other day, I think, um, he played every single... A couple of seasons ago, he played every single forward position. So he played left wing center and right wing on all four lines, you know, and that's the kind of player Boone Jenner is. And I think that's the kind of player that they need him to be. He needs to be a player that if there's an injury to a, a star forward, he can jump in and, and fill that role. If he needs to play on the third line, he can do that. If he, you know, needs to play center late in the game to win a face off, he can do that, but he also can play wing. He also is, I don't know. I'm such a Boone Jenner fan. Um, and I think this season he really, really came into his own. And he's still, like, he's kind of in his prime now, I would think. He's 20, he's about to turn 28. Um, he's about to turn 29, sorry. Turns 29 in, in a week or so. So, you know, he's not young, young, but he's younger than a lot of people think he is, I think. Um a lot of people think he's older than he is uh, because of how he carries himself. And I like, I'm fine with that. But yeah, I think just to kind of sum up this episode, I think, yeah, this was a real turning point season for Bujena. And I think it's almost entirely due to him getting the captaincy. I think he's really taken it to heart in a way that again, love Nick Foligno as I do. I don't think Nick Foligno ever managed to engage with the C in quite the way that Bujena is doing. Um, and I'm super, super excited to see what he does next season when he comes back healthy and uh, with, you know, a full a full season of the seat under him. I think he's going to get better and better. He feels like one of those guys that is really going to blossom late in his career and be not necessarily a star, but be a guy that Blue Jackets fans are going to miss Boone Jenner when he's gone. Um and there was some talk about him moving uh, this offseason, uh, you know, or, or I believe he, he signed an extension last offseason. So he would have been a UFA this year. And there were a lot of people being like, man, do they move Boone Jenner at the deadline because he's a pending UFA? And obviously, no, he signed a contract extension. That didn't happen. But there was a lot of talk about maybe they should move on from Boone Jenner. And I'm really, really glad that they didn't. And uh, I think the team is glad that they didn't. And I think a lot of fans are glad that they didn't. So here's to... Many more years of uh, Boone Jenner crashing around like some kind of runaway train. Um, and that's kind of, kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, next episode, which I think will be... I think we're doing an episode tomorrow. Actually, we'll do a bonus weekend episode. Uh, is going to be another Prospect Corner. I'm sitting down tonight with Joel Henderson of uh, WHL Scouting fame. And we're going to be talking about a couple more WHL players that could be available for the Blue Jackets at 6 and or 12 in the draft. So that is coming up on Saturday and also on Monday's episode. Uh, please like and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. And YouTube, we're never going to make you pay to get a Locked on product. There's never going to be a paywall. So uh, get in on the ground floor. Why not? Um Thank you for making me your first listen or your second listen or your third listen. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day listening to me talk about uh, Boone Jenner. I super appreciate it. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast on Twitter at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. We're going to be doing some more season review polls. Uh, next up on my list is, uh, I think it's Alexander Texier, actually, which should be, it is Alexander Texier, who is another guy that had his season cut short. 
Um, but I think it's still going to be really interesting to kind of look at, again, his step forward that he took. Um, so that's going to be the next episode after the prospect stuff is done. So I'll put a poll out for that. Go vote. See how you think Alexander Texier did this season. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.